0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit <laughs> Man, Who loves that annoying little song? I mean, you guys... Way positive, I like that. I mean, you goes are the gay. I love it. Hey, I'm so excited you're here. This Memorial Day weekend, and uh, like I said, I'm so excited to actually be preaching this week. Uh, we had Dime brought the word, and then I was on the screen, and so, man, I'm just excited to actually be live in person. Uh, I'm just glad I went home last week. You will be glad, too. I had a vision of me puking off the back of the stage, and you guys hearing some gurgling sounds in the microphone. It was kind of freaking me out a little bit, so I was like, man, it's time to get out of here, do something different. Uh, but hey, a-, a couple things coming up. Uh, Barry, by the way, I'm going to be positive. Great job, Barry. We love you. <laughs> goes, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, but it's a couple things come up. Life groups, the summer life groups start next week. I just want to see the beautiful faces. Everybody run these life groups. We have a little picture up here. Look at these beautiful guys. I mean, look at Drew right there in the middle. I mean, come on. Real life man. Drew, look at this. Real life women we almost took the other half of the picture with Holly and Drew and just spliced them apart to be funny. But uh, man, these are life group leaders this summer. We're excited for what God is going to do in and through that. Who has signed up for life groups? Raise your hand. Who has signed up? Right, there it is. I like it. All right. Who has not signed up yet? Magic word yet. Who has not signed up yet? That should be all the rest of y'all. Look around. Now look around. There's your all group right there. All right. Oh, man, it's going to be exciting. We believe in Life Groups is the best place to be in real life. It's the best place to belong. And uh, it's just something different when you get in somebody's house and have real conversations. It's just not a thing you go to. A church is really us. Uh, We're the church. And so we get to bond together, unite, and really just love on each other, just go farther with God. And, man, this is where we want everybody out in our church. We believe, uh, really, that this isn't what happens is the church here. This is just a thing we do. That's what we call the gathering. That's what we call it Kentucky Trail. This isn't uh, what we do. The church is out there. And uh, Life Groups is where to get plugged in. So I encourage this summer, man, it's only six times this summer. You believe that? I know you're like, man, I'm so busy. My summer's so busy. I can't do this, Sean. You ask a lot right now. You can do it. I believe in you. You can do it. All right. It's going to be eight weeks, six weeks, eight weeks total, but six weeks, you know, actually meet. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, so Bell and Summerfest, uh, man, we haven't really pushed this a whole lot, but we have a great crew leading this thing up. And this Friday, Saturday, we're going to, to Bell and Summerfest. We're going to have a dunk tank for the community. Last year, there was probably thousands of thousands of people that came through there. I got dunked, I don't know how many times last year. And so I want to encourage you, if you uh, just want to get involved, you guys are welcome to come out, obviously, and dunk somebody. You're like, your favorite person in real life if you want to get in the dunk tank we may let you we'll see how it goes if how the water temperature is and stuff last year I got sprayed with a hot sea which is a portable power washer that's heated and Barry sprayed me in an inappropriate spot with inappropriate amount of hot water so I told him this year, I'm not going to be at the event, so please don't give us a lawsuit. Do not spray somebody with the hot seat. Uh, but anyway, long story short, I want to invite you guys to come out, just be a part of what God's going to do this weekend, just to get to serve the community, just a way to give back. You can come with your family. Man, there's inflatables, there's going to be food trucks, there's live music, uh, both Friday and Saturday night. So uh, Kelly Montgomery is heading this thing up, doing an awesome job. I don't know if she's in the house. She in the house right now? No, she's not. Let's clap for her anyway, because then she'll see them later. Kelly, come on. Great job, Kelly, if you're watching this. Amazing. Uh, but you can sign up at Hope Central. It's a big wood plank wall out there. If you're interested in serving, we'd love for you to jump in. I think we have over 30 people already jumping on board this activity, which is really cool. But hey, we can more than Mary, we'll take you. We'll go with it. Hey, so today I start a brand new sermon series called Stay Positive. Man, we're so excited about it. And today we're talking about being optimistic, uh, just jumping in what God wants to do through our optimism. And so what we're going to do, uh, just kind of dig in. And I, I really think this message series was really for me. I began to study and I'm like, man... Guys, tell me to be a little more optimistic. I'm kind of one of those guys that I'm kind of glass half empty, can go on the negative side. Anybody like that? You know, you just kind of go with the negative a little bit, kind of goes away. I kind of think there's like an epidemic of negativity. I might have caused that, I might have led that a little bit. Um, so, this sermon message, this whole series is for me, everybody's smiling. My wife is smiling. She knows. Andrew's smiling. He knows. So over the next five weeks, man, we're jumping in. Uh, Today we're talking about optimism. Uh, Next week we're going to talk about gratitude and encouragement and Father's Day is coming. I'm just a little plug for Father's Day. I'm so stoked for Father's Day. We have a very special gift that we've put together. We actually have a man in our church that has written a booklet uh, it's got the stories of people in our church and in his life, and he put all together this things. He'd be like thirty or forty pages. It's going to print this uh, this next week, and I'm just excited to be encouragement to you guys. And uh, there'll be a lot of fun, I promise you. Men will have a good time. Okay, fathers, dad, you're going to have a great time. It's not going to be. We're not going to have any paper flowers for Father's Day. We're going to change it. Those will be some tools. I promise you, there'll be tools. There'll be some, some challenges. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, then we're going to finish up the series of generosity, just talking about a positive aspect of generosity. So, man, we're just looking for God to transform our hearts and lives through this series. So, like I said, we're going to start in optimistic. So, the sermon title today is I'm Optimistic. Classic, isn't it? Classic. All right, look to your neighbor and tell them, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm optimistic. Go ahead and tell somebody. I don't know about you, but I'm optimistic. There you go. All right, now look at, look at your second choice. And tell them I love you, too. I love you, too. We're trying to stay positive, right? I love you, too. All right. Normally, there is... uh Optimistic people and there's pessimistic people. You kind of know which one you are, but you know you get the Bible verse. You know, hey, my cup runneth over. And if you're an optimistic person, I mean, you're like, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm just so blessed. No matter what happens, it's raining. I'm blessed to have the rain. I'm a I'm blessed over my I'm my pulpit. I'm bless my wheel fell off my car. I Man, I'm just so blessed every day, no matter what. Like, I'm, I'm blessed. I got a car injury or a neck injury. I'm blessed. I, it don't matter what it is, right? You meet those people. They're so happy. They're loving life, no matter what. It's just amazing. It's the coldest day of the year. It's so blessed. That it's cold out. I'm like, man, I hate the cold. Do not be blessed that day. And then some of you guys got so many blessings that you're stressed out about the blessings, you know? Like my wakeboard bro- broke down. Oh, man, I got to mow my awesome green lawn in the 95 degree heat. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, dude, the spinning color wheel of death on my Mac. Oh, hate that thing. My internet's so slow. Netflix! My show's not loading. My is not working. You don't know talk talking about? Who's like that? Anybody got a second person like that? Anybody know anybody that's kind of a negative person? Anybody got something in their life that's the second person that's negative? Do not point at people. We got people pointing. Do not point at your spouse. This is not good. I cannot make a positive weekend for you with this kind of action. But we all have people in our life like that, right? That are super critical. and It's almost like you have to be critical to be happy. So I'm not happy unless I'm making something look bad or something complain about something and you don't know, get this kind of self-talk going where it's like man I'm not good enough and things not going well and man it's going bad to worse. It's gonna get worse every day. I can just feel it. I know something's gonna happen. My mom's like this. She's like, I'm always worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I knew it was gonna happen. So you worry about everything. Of course it was gonna happen, mom. At least we have this conversation all the time. I love my mom, but that's just how it works. I knew it. I knew Diane was pregnant. I'm like you always know. It's amazing. I love you, mom. You know it's give it up. But you know you got people in your life. The economy's doomed. It's gonna fall apart, man. This the the, the housing market's gonna just gonna turn and we're gonna crash. And you got families falling apart, man. There's an argument in the backseat over a, a cheerio, and all of a sudden the family. He's breaking up, you know what I'm talking about, you've been there the school systems, oh man, the school system man, it's terrible, man, the church is dying man, there's churches all across, the, this country's going to hell, man, these teens don't get me started about the teens, you know what I'm talking about, teenagers, they're terrible It's going doing crazy stuff, we can't even start there the government, conspiracy there's conspiracy everywhere, they're trying to take everything my land, they're spraying poison on my crops man, things are going down, we can't follow this, right Like we have these people in our life, this, everything's going to hell you know what I'm talking about, right? You know the person. You might be the person, okay? I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. But the reality is, you know, there's a lot of wrong things in the world. We'd all agree, like, as Jesus follows, there's things that aren't right, that things aren't going well. And, you know, for us, like, we're not going to put our head in the sand and pretend that everything's a, a bed of roses and it's amazing. But I'm here today to tell you something, that God has a lot of great things happening around this world too. Amen? There's a lot of positive things around the world. There's not everything not just wrong. There's a lot of things right. There's a lot of things going well across the world. So oftentimes you think of this. You find what you're looking for. Amen. You oftentimes find what you're looking for. So illustrate this. Uh, You think of a buzzard. What what does a buzzard find? A dead Simba. I like that. I heard dead carcass. Correct over here. I have no idea what he's talking about. I love you, Jared. All right. Buzzard finds dead things, right? The buzzard every day, every single day of his life finds something dead. Find something dead to chew on. All right, what's a hummingbird find? Yeah, what do I say? Sweet nectar. Can you believe I'm saying that right now? Sweet nectar. Every day this hummingbird finds something sweet, right? Every day it just comes out. It's like, I can find something sweet. You always find what you're looking for. I man. it's biblical. Check it out. Proverbs 11:27 27 says this. If you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. In other words, if you're looking for good things... You're gonna find more good things because you're just looking for those things. So all of a sudden you're just kind of better and it just finds more better things. My wife, we call it the white cloud. It's not like her life is any like more magical, but she's always so peppy. And I'm like, man, you're so peppy. It's like good things upon good things. And if you look for bad things, what happens? Bad things find you. And all of a sudden you take this spiral, it's just like negative, negative, negative. And so the Bible's basically saying, hey, if you're looking for good things, you're gonna find more good things. If you're looking for bad things, guess what? You're going to be a negative person. And so it's funny. Some of you guys already decide, like, man, I do not like this message series. Pastor, this message series is terrible. I don't like this church. Matter of fact, this church, this music is too loud. These people, man, Pastor preached on the screen, looked anemic last week. He looked like he was sick. I cannot believe he looked like he was sick last week. I, I cannot put up with that. I mean, it's positive, encouraging kind of preaching. I do not like that. I need some kind of hurt in my life so you can kind of bring the Bible. Like, I don't know about this encouragement, this inspirational moments. And uh, I'm going to tell you something, you know, uh, this isn't about like being some kind of culturally relevant thing, you know. Uh, When you follow Jesus and you're being optimistic, it's really a biblical truth. And I just want to just maybe write this down, but I'm not optimistic based on what I feel. I'm optimistic based upon what God says. Amen. It's not a feeling. I'm not trying to be optimistic because I want to have a a peppy life. I'm not asking you uh, to be a peppy person all of a sudden, just kind of get some jump in this step. I'm asking you to follow what God says about you. So it's not a feeling. It's a fact. It's a truth of who God is, that I'm not optimistic, so I feel I'm optimistic based upon what God says. So today I want to give you eight reasons. It's going to be a long message. I'm going to give you eight reasons from Romans 8 about why to be optimistic, what God's Word says about optimism. If you read Romans 8, uh, I found 23 reasons to be optimistic, so I figured 8 was a lot better than 23. Most of y'all will be sleeping by the time I got done with 23 anything. Uh, and 8 sounded way cooler, let's be honest, you know, 8 and 8. Like, it's pretty awesome. So we're just going to go with 8. Is that good? Yeah. Is that good for me? I'm going to do it. So uh, one chapter in the Bible. can We're looking at just one little chapter in the Bible. Just one little section of the Bible and what God says about being optimistic. This may turn into more like a machine gun style preaching where we're just going to like kind of boom, 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 boom through these points. You guys ready for this? I mean, you ready for this? You better get your pens out, man. I'm going to move them fast. There's going to be some fire this stage. I'm just kidding. It's going to be awesome. All right. So eight reasons to be optimistic from Romans 8. So number one, my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. Amen. My, my eternity is secured. My Jesus died for me. Jesus bled for me. He washed me white as snow. My sins as far as east from the west. And so I know where I'm going. I know this life is not my home. I'm going to pass through and Jesus has something greater through my pain. So check it out in Romans 8, 1 and 2. It says this. Therefore, there is now. Now what? Somebody put a smile on your face. Now what? No condemnation. There's no judgment. There's no accusation. There's no shame. There's no guilt for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Man, if you call yourself a Christian, you're forgiven. Amen? You're forgiven. There's there's no accusation against you. You don't have to earn your your love to God. You You don't deserve it. Man, I love that song. We don't deserve it. Jesus did it for us. Jesus paid the price for us, man. We can be optimistic because we have a hope in the future. It's not built on my hands. It's, I've been forgiven a lot, amen? You guys been forgiven a lot? Look in your life you're like, wow, I'm so indebted to Jesus because of what he did for me. I'm forgiven. I'm chosen by God that Jesus died on a cross and was raised again for me. So I'm optimistic because my sins are forgiven. Number two, I'm optimistic because Jesus is the right hand of God praying for me. Man, wow, isn't that kind of crazy thought that Jesus is in heaven? sitting next to the Father, praying for you right now in this moment. It's incredible to think that there's a God above us that cares enough about our life, that walked on this earth, that died on my sins, died for my sins, that is in this moment praying for you. Check it out. It says in verse 34, it says, Christ Jesus who died, more than that, he was raised to life, is at the right hand of God is also interceding, praying for me, or praying for us. The word interceding basically means he's praying for me. He's, he's praying on your behalf. He's making intercession. He's praying to the Father about your life right now. Isn't that kind of crazy to think that there's a God of the universe praying for us in this moment? I don't know about you, but I like it when somebody who seems spiritual, you know that spiritual person, prays for me. Do you? I like that. If you ever had somebody in your life that's, I'm going to pray for you, and you're like, yeah, he's going to pray for me. And all of a sudden, that person's prayer, like when he starts praying or she starts praying, like the the, the heavens open, right? And like all of a sudden, blessing starts pouring out. And, and God shuts down the angels and says, hey, this guy's praying. Because I can hear his prayer. Because all of a sudden, this guy's his, his voice, his, his heart, his passion. And there's a guy like this in my life. There's a guy in our town. He, he run, he's a pastor of a church named Troy up in Restore. And, and this guy's just like a prayer warrior. And so as we launched this church, uh, I remember being prayed over by Troy and a group of men that were there and I mean he's just one of those guys that all of a sudden he just turns it on, man. He puts his hand on your shoulder. You ever had that before? And it's like that heavy, sweaty hand, you know, and it's like gripping your shoulder and you're like, oh yeah, baby, this is gonna be good. Something's gonna have to go down, you know? And he like lifts his other hand up like a like a satellite antenna it's like locked on to God and all of a sudden this dude's prayers you're like whoa man I've never heard something like that and you start feeling all this like power and the presence of God and you're like man you don't always have to have a feeling or anything but like holy smokes you're like man I'm going to launch this church man we're going to take some ground from the devil we're going to do something I know that's going to stop us all of a sudden you get this, this moment this energy and all this stuff's happening and this, so I feel like you know the good news for you guys today is you know Troy is, is really isn't praying for you but somebody else is praying for you amen Jesus is praying for you it's crazy It's crazy to think that the God of the universe who has a hope for you, a plan for you, a mission for you, is interceding on your behalf no matter what you're going through, whatever pain, whatever struggle, whatever diagnosis, whatever thing you're in right now, Jesus is interceding on his behalf that you would do his will in this moment. Like, I'm encouraged by that. Like, I'm optimistic. I'm going to make it through Amen. Like, we're going to take that step of faith. Like, we're, we're going to believe bigger. We're going to, we're going to step out on what God wants. I'm not going to be, be secure and comfort. I'm going to say, God, just whatever you want, because I know you believe in me. I know you want something better from me. I know you have a plan for me. And you know what? Nothing's going to stop the will of God. Amen? God wants it to happen. It's going to happen. And so, man, I get encouraged by that. I don't know about you, but I get a little stoked. A little stoked about Jesus at the right hand of God praying for me. Third thing is this. I'm optimistic because my future victory is greater than my current pain. My future victory is greater than my current pain. Man, I'm optimistic because what I'm going through is sharpening me right now. It's sharpening me for the race that God has for me. He's preparing me for something greater. I'm optimistic through the process. Man, I hate the process of pain, right? You guys been there. It's like, man, I always want to get to their side. I hope there's the other side. I've been there in life. And man, I just learned to say, hey, you know what, God? What are you teaching me? What are you teaching me in this moment? What, what are you teaching me through this hardship? That says in Romans 8, 18, it says this, I consider that our present suffering is not worth comparing with the glory that we revealed in us. I mean, that the present moment in time, the things we're suffering through, the things we're going through, the hardships and relationships, the loss, the loss of reputation, the loss of friends, I mean, the loss of security, the loss of a job, the loss of your finances, the loss of all this stuff, isn't worth even comparing to the glory that's gonna happen in our future. It's not worth comparing to the glory that God has in us. You know, you say, well, that's easy for Paul to say. (laughs) Paul wrote this book, right? Like, wow, that's easy for Paul. He's so spiritual. (laughs) Paul's easy going. It's like, look at Paul's life. He knows what it's like to suffer, right? This guy's been shipwrecked. He's been tortured. He's been left for dead over and over again. This man knows a little bit about suffering. He still says, "Uh, hey, it's not worth comparing, guys. Just not worth comparing. Like, the things we're going through is it really that big a deal, guys. It's really not that big a deal because your eternity is set, and God has a plan for you. In the book of James says, "Consider all joy." Actually, give us the opposite response that we'd actually have a joy and a peace through our pain, through every single trial, through every variation of things in our life that we would be found mature, lacking nothing because it tests our faith. Like, like we almost almost welcome this at some level, saying, "Hey, you know, I'm going to walk through this, but God is sharpening me. It's not worth comparing because our future victory is greater than our present pain." Man, I'm optimistic, not because of what I feel. Right? Like you're not going to feel optimistic. I'm not, I'm not a naturally optimistic person. I don't feel like waking up in the morning going, I love 6 AM. You can't wait for 530. Man, I love it. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that's like, man, where's 3 AM? I'm going to stay up till 3 AM. Anybody like that? Night out, right? Like, I, I hate the mornings, but you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, we set this church up. Like, man, I, I'm the first one there. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to load this trailer. I'm going to just, I just love doing it. I'm going to be optimistic because of what God has done for us, because of what he says about us. Hey, number four, I'm optimistic because my mind is filled with the peace of God. My mind is filled with the peace of God. It says this in Romans 8.6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Man, your mind doesn't have to be dominated when you know Jesus by, by flesh of desires. Like you're washed clean through, this, through the shed blood of Jesus, the washing of the blood of Jesus, that you can renew your mind. And so you don't have to live in this constant negativity, amen? Like we don't have to live in the same cycle of, of, of doubt and fear and negativity and pain. We can change that because Jesus made a way. And so we have a different perspective we see from eternity, right? Like we're looking back from, from eternity and we're saying, hey, you know what? This isn't that big a deal. There's a piece that can surpass human ability. Human ability as you walk through painful situations. You know, a lot of us have been there, right? Like we've been in some terrible stuff and you might be that person that just kind of like goes with it. Like you've walked with God long enough and people are like, man, how would you do that? Like, how, how do you go through all that pain and, and still do what you're doing? How do you have that attitude? How can you be optimistic through this? How can you have that kind of faith? And you're like, hey, I don't know, man. I just don't do it alone. I'm not doing this alone because the Holy Spirit's with me, amen? The Holy Spirit's walking with me. The Holy Spirit's guiding me. You have a friend that draws closer. You have a Holy Spirit that's comforting you, that loves you, that's walking next to you. And so uh, I'm, I'm just giving you an illustration of this. Sometimes it's the small things that really drive us up the ball, Right? Like the tragedy isn't some major thing, it's just traffic, right? You know you go down 71 or 49 and you hit 150 and you're like, this is gonna be fun. And then the highway gets a little smaller and you're like, okay, come on now. Like I don't wanna spend an hour in traffic. Come on, we all know where we've been on this one, right? We're cutting off 150, we're going around the corners. Like we're we're mad, right? We're upset, like I mean every day it seems like there's traffic, there's traffic, there's traffic. It didn't used to be this way. It didn't take so long to get across these these four lights across the highway. I mean, we have these things in our life. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't vacation well. I'm not the vacation kind of guy. Like, I I love vacations, but I'm not like somebody you want to go with. I just promise you that. I'm just, I mean, maybe you might be crazy like me, but I just don't slow down. You know, my idea of vacation is I'm going to work hard and get ahead so I can relax. Anybody like that? You know what I'm talking about? There's one. Cool. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. The rest of y'all, you're perfect. Sinless people. So, my wife, she is like a relaxer to the max. She's like, Man, I'm we'll gonna go find a beach. I'm gonna I'm a lay, <laughs> right. lay in the waves and it's gonna be amazing. I'm just gonna get my tan on. I'm like, What in the world are you talking about? Where's the boat? I want to water ski, you know, where's the, something to climb and something to tackle? I just move and move. And some wife said to me, She goes, Hey, when are you just gonna learn to slow down and relax? I'm like, Baby, you come and preach my sermon? Are you gonna come up here? I didn't, I didn't say that to her. I said, Okay, babe. All right, I hear you. God's telling me the same thing. She said, uh, so how'd that work out for you? Like, when's the last time you worked hard enough and got ahead that you could relax? I'm like, hmm, that's a tricky question. Well, there was that one time, I think, you know? Like, I don't think I've ever worked hard enough and got time to relax. It's it's never happened. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, God's telling me something. She said, work hard, play hard, you know? I'm gonna work hard, and then when I'm gonna go play, I'm gonna play really hard. I'm gonna have a lot of fun. I'm I'm gonna relax. So this week I'm going on vacation. So you call me, I'm not calling you back. You know what I'm saying? Not gonna happen. I don't have cell phone signals. So that's what it is. No, I was kidding. I just won't be there. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the email stack up. I'm gonna let the work. Stack. So next Sunday, man, it's just gonna be whatever. We're gonna go with. It. I'm just kidding. It's gonna be awesome. But we're just gonna go with it, right? Just relax. Just relax. And so you know, the peace of God, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, you know what? God just use this area. Like I'm not going to be negative about the traffic. I'm not going to be negative about going home and seeing my kids or kind of driving up a wall. I'm not going to be negative about all things. I'm not going negative about my my car barely starting half the time, right? Like that's my car, right? Or my paint job in my car or anything else, right? I'm not going to be negative about all the things in life. I'm just going to be positive. Like I'm going to learn to be positive. I'm just going to change. I'm just going to accept this is where it's at. I'm going to follow God's will because I'm going to have his spirit in my life instead of my spirit in my life. I'm going to say, hey, God, whatever it takes, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to relax. I'm going to be on the, I don't know what to do to relax, but Diane's going to teach me. Like, I might, maybe I'll find a floaty. I don't know what that is. Like, give me a boat with a wakeboard rope, you know? I mean, that's what I need. Anyway, so I'm optimistic. Uh, number five, if God is for me, who could be against me? Amen. If God is for me, who could be against me? Paul says this clearly, clearly in Romans eight thirty one says, if God is for us, say it together." Who can be against us? Who can be against us? Who? Who is, where are they? Who, who can bring a charge against those whom God has chosen if God who, is God who justifies? Man, who can be against us? Some of you are like, I can think of a few people. <laughs> There's a few people against me right now. <laughs> You got some people like, on Facebook like throwing down, right? And you're like, oh, I'm following you. Uh, there's people that are shooting you down. people that are tearing down your reputation. There's people that are saying things behind your back at work. And there's some things that have maybe hurt you in the past. And you're like, man, there's a lot of people out there. And uh, here's my challenge for you, man. If God's for you, what does it matter? If God's for you, what does it matter? Does it really matter? Because God's in it. God's in it. And I kind of came to a place in my life where, like, I don't know, when you start leading for Jesus, you get this thing called ridicule. Like, no matter what it is, like, just show them to church. Like, all of a sudden, like, oh, you go to church? Oh, wow. Sorry, I did something, like, you know, for God. That's crazy, you know? Like, you know, you can't make this family function, or, or you can't do a certain thing, and all of a sudden, you're this weird dude. No matter what level it is, you always get ridiculed for following Jesus. The world just doesn't quite understand. And so, for me, like, I came to the point where I'm like, hey, if I'm not getting ridiculed, then I'm getting worried, Amen. Like if there's not somebody poking fun of me or somebody kind of like going after something, then I'm like, man, I'm not doing much. I got to start shaking it out, right? I got to start doing something for Jesus. And so I encourage you, like I'm not trying to step on your toes. I don't know if anybody's got some ridicule in your life, but just embrace it. Just embrace it. Just embrace the fact you're doing something for Jesus. You know, you're known for the company you keep and the company you, you don't keep, right? And the people that are tearing you down, man, just make sure they're not awesome Jesus followers, right? <laughs> like, you want the right people to be kind of like, I don't know about that. You're like, no, he's awesome. Let's follow Jesus together because God is for me. So we can live boldly for Jesus. We don't have to worry about people persecuting us because it's going to happen. Jesus was persecuted, so we're going to be a little ridiculous. We're going to do things that God's calling us to do, even though the world doesn't agree with it. You know, I think about my dad. He was a jeweler down in uh, Warrensburg, going shop there. and. We were growing up and we had all the jewelry the cases out, and we'd get there like, I mean, we'd get there. We, we actually lived there, believe that. So I got there like at midnight, right? I'm just kidding. But we'd get there like 5 a.m., we'd unlock the cases, set up the stuff, be ready to go. And of course, me and my brother, we'd run around and play hide and seek, right? Because it's awesome. It's like the perfect setup because you can go everywhere. And people would come in, customers, and they might get in, you might not know they're there. And you're like five years old, you know, and you'd pop up, and this customer would be like, What are you doing back there? Because they don't know like, who you are. So you're like, Hey, I know the boss. Yeah, I know the boss. They're like looking at you like weird, like start hiding again. And you know, just like, man, I know the boss, right? And I think about like, uh, my dad had this office and it was kind of out in the open. And uh, we had the first Hewitt Packard computer, true story, west of the Mississippi. This thing was super, it was like this tall. It was actually that size there, it was huge. And uh, when you called tech support, you actually talked to the president of of, of HP, which is interesting how that worked back then. And uh, we played this awesome game that came out a couple years later called, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? You guys know what I'm talking about? Where is she? I've got to find out. Flip the disc, you know. Like, where is this shit? Yeah. And so we'd go back there and play. And every now and then, my dad would get some new employees in. They wouldn't know who they were, who we were. And so they'd come back there and say, "You came back here? What are you doing? Like, do you think we were some dude off the street, right?" And say, "Hey, don't worry, man. If the boss is for me, no employee is going to be against me. I'm playing my game. You're not taking me away from this game. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to play this awesome game that's runs so slow. I don't know where she's at. I can't. I don't know where San Diego is, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm five years old, but we're going to do this. And for us, like, we know the boss, right?" Like we know the boss. I mean, people aren't going to agree with us, but hey, I know the Father, right? I know who Jesus is. I know what God has for me. Like, I've driven that down. Like, I'm going to pursue people. I'm going to love people. I'm, gonna, I'm willing to pay the price. I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to give. I'm willing to stand up and be a leader. I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to, to give away myself to other people. I'm willing to, to lead a life group because I believe that God has something radical for other people and people need to step in a gap for others. I want to care about people. Like, I'm going to be that person. So, I'm going to take some flack. You know what? It's going to take my schedule. It's going to take my time. It's going to take some stuff. But I'm going to do it for Jesus because God is for me. Man, that encourages me that God's for me. I mean, the world may not be for you, but God is gonna be for you. You should be nervous the world's for you, that might be a little nervous. All right, I'm optimistic because the God spirit helps me in weakness. God spirit helps me in weakness. When I'm weak, God is strong, right? And I'm stronger. Like in the moment like where I'm failing and I'm not doing good enough and it's not working out, like God is drawing close to me. And it says this in Romans 8, 24 and 26 says, who hopes for what they already have? But if you hope for what you do not have, we wait for it patiently. I mean, some of you guys are right there in this moment waiting on the promise of God, amen? Some of you guys are waiting patiently for God to fulfill a promise he declared. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Man, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. So when you're down, the Holy Spirit gets down with you. And when you go and you run from God, guess what? The Holy Spirit is there. When you're hurting, the Holy Spirit comforts you. And when you're weak, the Holy Spirit makes you strong. And so in your weakness, in your moments of pain, your moments of suffering, your moments of darkness, where you need God the most, man, take comfort. Be encouraged. Be optimistic. You're actually getting closer to God. Because now you're intimate with him. Because reality is, like we, we like God over, out there, right? And then when it, God kind of boxes us in, he's like, I'm actually right here, you just didn't see me. And you get to be more fellowship with him, we get to be closer to him, we get to learn about him because all of a sudden we start saying, hey God, I, I really need you right now. Like, let me learn about you, let me pursue, let me give you more of my heart. And so in our weakness, God uses us to make stronger. So God's spirit helps us in our weakness. And so I'm not optimistic on a feeling here, man, because we experience some hard stuff, right? But I'm optimistic because of what God says about who I am. Number seven, I'm optimistic because God's working everything in my life for good. Romans 8, 28. And we know that we know that in what? All things. Amen? All things. Greek word for all is all. It's crazy. I, know, I studied that one out. It was, it was a lot of study. But the Greek for, for all is all. It means every single thing in your life. Every thought, every, every, uh, every action, every negative comment, everything coming against you, everything that's not good in your life, everything that is good in your life, all things work for good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Man, there's nothing in your life that God is not going to use to make, make you more glorified, like to give you more glory for him. There's nothing in your life that God's not going to use. There's not one thing. I know there's a thing right now that frustrates you. You know what I'm talking about. You're gonna talk about when you get in the car, right? And you're gonna be like, ah, oh, ah, I can't wait, you know. You're gonna have these experiences. But God's gonna use that to shape and, and mold you and to sharpen you into his image. You know, when I was in uh, New York City we went on a vacation and, and of course the vacation I got blisters because we were so fast paced, because we were, like running literally everywhere. Um don't vacation with me. You're not gonna like it, like I said. But we ended up seeing Wicked on Broadway. Long story, cost a lot of money to see this. If you heard that story, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, but we saw Wicked on Broadway. I'm sitting down with my family and we're dead center. We're um, kind of middle section, you know, back, whatever. And so we're watching this and the entire play is actually, if you've read a musical or anything, it's, it's it's almost like enamoring. Like you're watching, like there's so much going on. There's so much talent. I mean, the orchestra, the sets, the lights. I mean, everything just works in sync. And so you're almost something like, enamored by it. Like, man, what's going to happen next? You don't know what's going to happen. And um, when you're watching this, the lights would dim, right? And all of a sudden, this part of the stage would change. Like, you didn't even know it changed, right? Like, the lights kind of went over here, and all of a sudden, it pans back, and it's like, whoa! It's like a totally different set. It's like a totally different actors. There's like totally different people. And over and over and over and over again, the set would change and change and change. And I'm just here to tell you, man, that God is changing the sets of your life. You don't know he's back there. There's stagehands that move those pieces. I never saw a stagehand at Wicked on Broadway okay they weren't running around in their little black shirt and you could see them okay they were not visible it was broadway and i'm just gonna tell you something god is working behind the scenes in your life right now you may not feel god you may not even see god you may not even believe that god is even doing that but he is and i believe you look back over time you look back in five years look back two years ten years whatever it is you will see god's faithfulness through your struggle amen you will see it. You'll see God overcome things in your life. You, you said this. Man, it's never going to work out. Negative me, right? This is never going never to happen. But God changes it. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. And God wants to change you from the inside out. Man, one day we'll see his faithfulness. One day we'll see it in its whole glory. We'll get a picture of all that God was doing in and through us. And so God's working everything in your life and my life for good. Amen. That's encouraging. Is that encouraging? It seems encouraging to me. And so I want to encourage you guys, man. With optimistic, man. Number eight, I'm optimistic because nothing can separate me from the love of God. There's nothing in the world, nothing ever that can separate us from the love of God. Man, I hope everyone here today can really feel this. Hope you can experience this, that the love of God is so powerful that it's unconditional. It doesn't matter where you've been or where you're from or where you're going to or what you're thinking or if you don't think you're good enough, that the love of God can't be separated from you. Check it out, Romans eight thirty eight says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor the things present or things to come, nor powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that can separate us from God. No matter where you go, God's there, amen? No matter what you think in your life, no matter what you did, God forgave you. No matter what's gonna happen, no matter what happened to you, No matter what story you have, no matter what past you have, god it's unconditional. It's it's the most mind-blowing truth in the Bible that you don't have to earn it. You don't deserve it, but God gave it to you freely. Amen? Man, It's something to be excited about. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about God's love. It may not just be me, but I don't know. I mean, just, I love it. I love it. It's what motivates me. It's what changed me from the inside out. Nothing can separate from the love of God. Separate from the love of God. Man, I'm optimistic, uh, not because there's not bad things. I'm just optimistic because... There's a lot of good things that God's doing. Amen? And if you think through this, I just want you to think through the optimistic of God, these things we talked about, the seven things, that my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. This is what God says about us, that you're forgiven, your eternity is secure, that Jesus, the right hand of God, right now praying for you, that your future victory is greater than your present pain. Amen. that my mind is filled with the peace of God. Amen? I'm on vacation well this week, right? I got my mind filled with the peace of God. God is for me and nothing can be against me. God's spirit is works my weakness. that God is working everything in my life for good. Nothing can separate me from love of God in Christ Jesus. I know for some of us we want to look at life and it's just like, man, it's so negative, it's so negative but today we choose to say, hey, I'm going to be positive amen? I'm not going to be positive because I feel like being positive. I'm going to be positive because of what God says about me. So I want to encourage you guys. Hey, you can be a buzzard, right? Like we don't want any buzzards out there, right? Looking for negative things all day long. We will to be like the hummingbird, right? We want to look for the positive things. So I encourage you, as you go through your week this week, be positive. There's things that annoy us. There's things that drag us down. Man, be positive. Make this the greatest week you've ever had. Just decide today, I'm going to be the happiest person because I know God has a plan for my life, man. Today we choose to be optimistic. Father, we come before you. Thank you so much for who you are. God, I pray that you just drive in this truth, God, that we can be optimistic, God, that we could be challenged and changed from the inside out, God, that we could focus in on the positive things, God, that we could see you, God, as a truth, that you have a way in our lives, God, that we don't have to carry around this burden, God, in life, that we can enjoy life, God, that we can live the abundant life, God, I pray that your word just drive into our hearts, God, just give us faith, God, give us an eternal optimistic spirit, God, help us to become optimistic this morning because of what you say. Hey, everyone praying this morning, you might say, hey, Sean, um, I've been on the negative Aside a little bit. Uh, That's just kind of like what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, if you're to ask me, everybody would agree that knows me. I'm guilty as charged as your pastor. Man, I can be that guy. My wife would tell you just talk to her. Uh, But over the next five weeks, man, I just want to become more like Jesus. Man, I don't want to drift back to negativity. I don't want to float to negativity. I don't want to be critical. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry. I want to be full of faith. Amen? I want to drift towards generosity. I want to drift towards encouragement. I want to drift towards the things of God i want to be optimistic so those of you today who say you're a jesus follower man i want to be more faith-filled i want to be more optimistic in the goodness of god if that's you we just raise your hand right now and they'll be looking around you say i want to be more optimistic and i see your hands up all around the room that's so awesome this is a pray for you man god thank you so much for your holy spirit's work god thank you for giving us an attitude shift god thank you for uh helping us not to be negative god i believe this one truth god to reshape our families god it can change the spirit of our kids God, this could change our life groups, it could change the culture of our workplace, it could change the culture of our church. God, I pray for the eight reasons of Romans eight, God, just to drive into our hearts, God, that we'd be optimistic because we renewed our mind. God, help us to be those people as we continue to pray today, maybe some of you here and say, hey, I'll be real honest with you. Uh, I've, been, I've been pretty much negative my, my entire life, and I've been looking for ways to become positive. I've tried different things. I've tried to be other people. I've tried different methods, and, and nothing seems to work out. And Maybe today, I just want to encourage you, maybe it's time to really take God serious about optimism and take time to look at who God really is. The reality is that every single one of us, and that includes me, have done things wrong in our life. We've done things called sin, and the sin has separated us from God. But the most amazing thing was point number one is that Jesus came and died on a cross for your sins, that Jesus secured eternity for you. Why? So you could be forgiven, that Jesus died when he was on that cross, that your sins were nailed to that cross and he rose again for you and he exchanged all his good for all your bad. And so you're not optimistic because you're just trying to be optimistic, you're optimistic because what Jesus did in your life. Man, I believe God brought somebody here today to hear this good news, that you're made right with God not to make you a better person. But you may be made right with God because Jesus wants to live in you and show his goodness to you. So today you might say, hey, I need Jesus. I need his transformational work in my life. I wanna be more optimistic. I believe he died and rose again for me. I believe God is working behind the scenes of my life right now. And I recognize today that I wanna say yes to Jesus. I wanna say yes to his forgiveness, yes to follow him. I'm gonna put yes, on my faith in Jesus. If that's you all around this room, if you say yes to Jesus, would you just raise your hand I'd be looking around and say yes to Jesus? And I see your hands, we got, Hands in the front, man, give God a hand. There's like four or five hands. That is incredible that God wants to use in life. Man, that is so amazing. Anybody else today say yes to Jesus? That's gonna extend it for a second here, but if you say yes to Jesus, they believe in you, man. I want you to pray this prayer. If you uh, are sitting next to somebody, you wanna pray with them, but you might say this, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin, make me new. Man, Jesus save me. God, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. God, thank you for giving me your spirit. God, I don't have to do this alone. I'm not trying to be a good person. God, thank you for for dying for me. Thank you for loving me, God. I'm going to live for you. ask this in Jesus' name. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.